Hello, and welcome to episode 11, the long-awaited, the long-overdue episode 11 of Take These Songs, a podcast about people and the music that they are committed to. This is your absentee, your missing-in-action host, Matt Alana Martin. Welcome to the podcast, uh, and welcome back, all you listeners who've been waiting for quite a while now for yet another episode. Hopefully you've been waiting. Hopefully it's been on your mind. Hopefully you're into the podcast enough that you're like, man, I, w- I wish Matt would get off his ass and drop another another episode because I like that thing that he does. I like that podcast. Hopefully that's that's been your dialogue uh, internally or even maybe externally to loved ones in your life um, where you've been griping about the podcast being on uh, an unscheduled hiatus. Uh, apologies, everybody. And I should have known this was going to happen uh, a couple episodes ago when I sort of mocked myself for not getting an episode out on time in a regular weekly fashion. I think I got it out there a couple of days late. And my apology at the time was that I had gotten busy. And then I sort of shamed myself for getting busy and not managing to get the podcast out. That's what happened again. I'm sorry to say uh, life got real crazy this past month. Uh, Limestone Comedy Festival happened. Uh, I helped run that. Uh, That's a a very time-consuming thing uh, and also just an energy-consuming thing. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I probably could have kept doing the podcast, but I decided to sleep a few hours instead. Uh, And then right out of the festival we went into my band Belta Lauda having their first ever live shows after being a recording project for several years we did some shows and there was a whole thing there of me I feel like I'm cursing a lot which I normally don't do but it was it was several weeks of me shitting my pants uh you know figuratively uh because I had never played guitar and sang at the same time while making those songs and your music people, you're here at this music podcast. Maybe this is interesting to you. My band, a recording project, uh, I would just write the riffs and then later I would write some lyrics and yell those lyrics over the riffs and they were very two unconnected things. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, they worked at the end of the day, like they went with each other, but having to do them at the same time, uh, that was... Um, that was a flaw in that development plan of the recording project of not <laughs> thinking about ever having to play the guitar and yell those words at the same time. But we did it. Uh, I just I practiced for several weeks before I started practicing with the band, and we actually we had some great shows. It was very good. But all of that to say, I'm very sorry that the podcast had to be put on hiatus. I also put my music blog, uh, Postcard Elba, on hiatus as well. Uh, I just had to shift the focus. I'm getting older. Uh, I, I go to bed very early. I, I go to I go to dinner, at 4 p.m. Bob Evans. I'm in bed by 5:30, maybe six if it's a wild and crazy night. And then you know, like there's only so many hours in the day when you do that. Um, this is an exaggeration, but I am I am getting older, and it's, I don't have the ability to burn the candle at all the ends anymore. One one end of the candle is enough for me. This is long and rambling. I don't normally do intros like this. If you're new to the podcast, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, ask for forgiveness of the longtime listeners who've been waiting over a month for a, a new episode to drop. So my apologies. That's what was going on. My personal life, uh, all good stuff, all very good stuff. But uh, just I had, to, I had to shift the focus for a minute. As much as I love doing this podcast, this podcast is literally the only thing in my life that doesn't generate some sort of income. 
<laughs> or even come close to paying for itself. Not that it's super expensive, but there is some cost and, you know, hosting and uploading. And then like I buy these songs every week for, the, you know, like there's, there's a, a minimal cost. So, you know, it's, it's just basic uh, time management and economics when things have to kind of get uh, put on hiatus for a little minute. So I don't know, maybe the podcast will grow. Maybe we'll get those numbers to where I just feel that Midwest obligation and shame. I was like, I got it. I got it. Put an episode out. Look at all these people. Look at all these people. They're waiting on it. The couple of dozen of you that listen to the podcast regularly. I'm like, they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> they seem like understanding folk. I don't know who any of you are. That's just the sense that I get from your dedication. Okay, this is a long rambling intro, and that's enough about me. You don't need to hear about me. I'll tell you a little bit more about me at the halfway point when we do the the fake ad in the middle of the podcast. Let me now instead start to tell you about this guest, today's episode. I always say this, but it's always true. Just an amazing episode. I, I love the way that people get into their stories through these songs, what these songs mean to them, what it unlocks in them emotionally and just like mentally and just like why they pick the songs that they do. I'm in love with my own podcast. You think I would be better about putting it out there if that was the case, but you know, love can be very fiery. (laughs) Sometimes you got to break up to make up, you know, but the guest J.R. McIntyre, what a phenomenal human being. I love J.R. so much. Uh, I've known J.R. for quite a while. He's been a musician here in Bloomington, Indiana, where I live for a very long time, playing in a lot of different projects. He's also a podcaster. He had a very influential early podcast for the Bloomington podcast scene called Yammerheads uh, with Mike Jeffers, which was just a ton of fun and might still be out there. I don't know. Look, look on the Wayback Machine and see if you can't find some episodes of Yammerheads. Just a super fun goofy ass podcast now he's part of uh, two podcasts one called half a cinch with mike jeffers again uh where they are examining uh records that released in 1972 50 years ago uh they're going through the the biggest records of that year and re-examining them it's a really cool deep dive music podcast and then they also has a podcast with mike jeffers uh his podcast soulmate if you will uh called a star is lorn l-o-r-n-e and that is where they examine the movies based on SNL sketches, Saturday Night Live sketches that became movies. They're going through all of those and reviewing them and lampooning them and giving them some love when they deserve it. But both of them are super fun podcasts you can check out. And his music projects are also very busy. I talk about how busy I am. JR is also a crazy busy person. His band Arctic Char just released a new album. His solo project Daughter Man just released its second uh, album on Bandcamp. Um, we'll talk more about those at the end, but uh, highly rec- recommend all of JR's projects. Just really cool stuff. And on top of all that, he's working a full time job, raising a family. He's got those daughters from which he gets the name Daughter Man. Um, just a great dude and some really good insights into these songs that he picked. And you know what? Let's just get to it. I've rambled for so long. This is the longest intro, I think, in the history of the podcast. And I don't want to turn into this. It's not supposed to be You Made It Weird. It's not supposed to be WTF. It's supposed to be the focus is on the guests and their songs. So uh, maybe every uh, 11 episodes, I'll I'll have one of these unhinged moments. (laughs) Also, these these neighbors moved in last night to our house. Uh, Our house next door to us has been sitting vacant for months and months and months. And I guess the new tenants decided to move in last night at uh, 1230 in the morning, which was an interesting choice. 
Uh, so I'm also going on very, very few hours of sleep. That's a weird aside when I just said I was done with the asides, but just maybe that also explains I'm not, well, I'm not as professional and tight on this intro. But without further ado, let's get to the tightness, the wisdom and insight of J.R. McIntyre and his first two picks, Something Old and Something New. All right, something old. Um, I'm currently doing a podcast with former bandmate and brother um, Mike Jeffers called Half Half a Cinch, um, where we talk about albums from 1972. Um, spoiler alert: 1972 is a really good year for music. Um, and funny enough, before all of this topical Spotify podcast versus music uh, controversy that has spun up recently. We covered Neil Young's Harvest on the show. Uh, we're able to record it and um, before the controversy and release it after, which is a really funny listen. Uh, I won't go too nerdy into the album, but my pick for something to hold is the last song on the album. It's called Words, and then in parentheses, Between the Lines of Age. I'm not going to go too nerdy. You can go listen to that if you want to hear um, a lot of the really cool intricacies about that album and stories behind it. But the song's recorded kind of live in, in his barn. Um, it's a rocking song where um, the, the, a lot of the album is acoustic and a little softer. Uh, almost sounds like Pink Floyd at some times. really cool it's got like an 11 8 time signature um, and every time you do something like that like a 6 8 and then a 5 8 uh, for a drummer you know you're going to get the herky-jerkiness of the leader of the band and so this one really gives that rehearsed uh, herky-jerky I guess you'd call it of Neil Young and how they all kind of follow live recording it sounds really cool it's in a barn which his new album funny enough called barn uh, was recorded there on his ranch so um he was a rocker and had to go acoustic so he put a lot of his you know rock into this song and i'm a big fan of odd time signatures so um this was a great surprise to me revisiting that album and uh, i've spun the song quite a bit since then so highly recommend words between the lines of age by neil young Thank you. 
there was a band in the early 2000s I really dug. They were called Finch. Um, I went searching for them recently to go down a rabbit hole, and I found a really cool album of theirs that never got released called Phantasm um, on YouTube. In my search, um, I also kind of peripherally saw a guest spot from the guitar player, Randy Strohmeyer, on um, a band CD called The Silver Scream. Um, the song was based on uh, the movie Saul, um, and it opened me to this new band called Ice Nine Kills. I felt the fatal touch of a forbidden lover Soft with one hand but stings with the other Slave to a mob, ignorant and mad They bled all the good from my soul They don't have to Now curse forever to just a reflection So every single glance becomes an obsession Look in the mirror and you'll understand that They are essentially a horror core band um, with their last two albums. At first, I was very embarrassed to like this band. Um, it seemed like something that was too young for me, a little too hot topic for me. But the more I dug into them, the more my kids and I become became fans and went and saw them live. Um, it's one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Um, I became an Ice Nine Kills fan. So the band's been around for 25 years. Uh, they started as like a ska band on drive Through Records, I believe. Um, and they've come a long way. Uh, three records ago, they decided to go with a concept of books, uh, songs about books. I'm talking Animal Farm and Shining, things like that. The Shining got a lot of response. Um, so did The Exorcist. Um, so they decided on the next record, they were going to go with horror movies as a theme. So each song on the silver scream is a horror movie. We're talking Freddy, uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all of it. It's really, really cool if you like horror movies. Um, when they play live, they do the costumes, they do samples from that. They've never got a cease and desist. I mean, they're very legit in the horror community. And again, if you're a fan, understand if you don't, it really hits home. So, um, Long story short, Ice Nine Kills released a new album um, called Welcome to Horrorwood. Uh, my kids and I went and saw them in Terre Haute, Indiana, saw them live. One of the coolest shows. I mean, I never saw Alice Cooper live. I'm sure very similar, but the costume changes, the visual effects. They played the Halloween soundtrack, like the whole thing before they came out. Very cool, cool band. Um, rehearsed, professional, sounded great. Uh, they play with some backing tracks, but not much. I mean, they're very good at their instruments. Uh, the song I wanted to pick from them, um, from their new album, is called Farewell to Flesh. It's the last song on the album, um, and it's based on the Candyman. Um, and the reason I picked that song is because they have a lot of different facets of the band. They can get hardcore and grindcore when they want. They can become metal, new metal. They do a lot of different styles, whether you like it or not, um, which touches on a lot of people and gives a lot of different ages and fan groups, which I noticed at the concert. Um, so my eight-year-old loves this band and sings the songs, and she's a horror movie fan. And you know, this is this is great to me. You know, warm my heart uh, to see that. You're sweet on me, honey, forever. My queen bee and me together. Forever. 
reason again i picked farewell to flesh is Candyman um is a beautiful story and it gives a lot of their style it gives the hardcore it gives this like panic at the disco kind of broadway-ish beginning because the guy can sing beautifully and they do really beautiful piano parts but then they also do grindcore double bass crazy snare drum with all the reverb live hits that you know there are no bass drops i think that trend might have left but (laughs) Um, it's really good and sonically it's beautiful ends with some bees humming um, which makes the album come back around really cool so if you're into horror movies and you have an open mind I would highly suggest Ice Nine Kills Hey everyone, Matt here at the Halfway Point just jumping in for a second to let you know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by me, Madelano Martin what does that mean? Well, I'm excited to tell you that my brand new album, Midnight Nachos, is now available for pre-order on iTunes, Apple Music. That's it. I think it's only two places <laughs> that it's available for pre-order. Maybe Bandcamp. I think the label puts them up on Bandcamp. I'm not sure. I should do my research. But I'm sticking with the theme of this episode, which is me being wildly unprofessional. But this much I know is true. It is available for pre-order on iTunes. Midnight Nachos is my third full uh, hour of stand-up comedy uh, that I recorded. I recorded it this January at the beautiful, magnificent, world-famous Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado. It was a hot one. The crowd was fantastic. And I managed to not screw it up. So it's a good comedy album. I stand by it. And I would love it if you would pre-order your copy. Obviously, the more people that pre-order it, the higher it will debut uh, on that release date, which doesn't mean much. It just makes me feel good. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of comics uh, hit number one on iTunes when their album comes out. Uh, and apparently it's not that hard to do. But yet I've never done it. My first two got very close. But as far as I know, it never actually hit number one. So it'd be cool if this third one uh, actually got the number one spot uh, even for just a minute if for just a second i could get bo burnham out of that number one spot that would be that would be cool i'd do my ego a nice boost for that day so go ahead and pre-order it on itunes the album is called midnight nachos by me matt alano martin only one t in my first name m-a-t-a-l-a-n-o hyphen m-a-r-t-i-n that's all the information you should need to find that album for pre-order on itunes today okay enough about me which Again, seems to be the theme of this episode. Let's get back to what the episode should really be about, which is J.R. McIntyre and his picks for Something Borrowed and Something Blue. Something Borrowed is quite easy for me. My favorite cover is Little Wing by Stevie Ray Vaughan. paper white boy from texas plays jimmy hendrix um if you gave me that submission today i'd probably listen with quite the cautiously optimistic ear (laughs) but stevie nails it um in my opinion asterisk (laughs) 
Stevie Got Jimmy. Um, those two are two of my favorite guitar players of all time. But Dwayne Allman, he got him. He got uh, the way he, he, the inflections on his voice, the guitar. But Stevie makes it his own. Uh, he throws some of the Texas Flood in there so that you know he's, you know, it's, it's him. But yet he gets Jimmy. He gives you Jimmy. For people in the 80s that may not got to experience that, have you heard this Jimi Hendrix guy? Um, I feel like Stevie really gave them that. Like, uh, wow, that he did it. Um, it, it. It's a feat in its own to even be able to cover it legitimately, in my opinion. Lots of people have done it live and since. Uh, it can be done, but I would say not as well. And the funny thing is now you hear people cover it and you hear little licks from Jimmy and Stevie. And to me, that's just about the biggest compliment you could get. I, and I hope Stevie got to hear some of those before he passed on, because to me, if I got to play my hero song and cover it and get the blessing and then uh, hear other guitar players throw my style into it uh, as well, like a nod that it belongs, uh, would be huge. Stevie, not a great singer either. Um, so the song doesn't really need the vocal focus. It's all about that beautiful guitar. Um, and it's, again, easy for me. I listen to this cover all the time. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Little Wing. Last pick was also easy. Um, I've been referred to what uh, Barry, Jack Black's character in High Fidelity, likes to refer to as a sad bastard. Um, and this uh, song is definitely sad bastard music, if you want it to be. Um, it's, it's a heartbreak song at its core, but it's by a band that's very divisive. Um, uh, I would say so. You people either like this band or hate this band, I have found, um, which is cool to me. I, I dig that. Um, but I was raised listening to this band. My parents loved this band. Um, and the song struck me different because um, it, it reminds me of my father. And when my father passed away in 2017, I actually heard the song. That makes sense. Um, we've all heard this song. You're going to know this song. I could feel your eye rolls before I even say it. But uh, Desperado by the Eagles. Desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. Oh, you're a hard one, but I know that you got your reasons. 
I finally heard that song when my dad died um, because the lyrics, although it seems it's about heartbreak, are so specific to my dad and how he passed that the song, I can barely finish it on piano without choking up. And I've had to do this take two or three times just because even talking about the song and saying the lyrics really make me emotional um, because it really nails the, uh, it, it hits it on the head for my dad. It is my, it explains my dad. Your pain and your hunger, they're driving you home. And freedom, oh freedom, well that's just some people talking. Your prison is walking through this world all alone. I, I love the song. I know Don Henley's been <laughs> well documented as quite the prick. Um, don't sue me, Don. I think you would probably agree with that. Uh, but I've always loved Don Henley, Boys of Summer. I, I'm a drummer uh, and I like to sing. So Don Henley, very impressive to me in my life when I was a kid. Um, you know, a little disappointing finding out how he was later in life. But, you know, being in bands can be tough, especially um, when you have a lot of real big talent in one band. Now, that said, I empathize with the dude. I don't always love the Eagles. You know, I love Joe Walsh and I love the Eagles sometimes, but I get when people don't like them. But, um, and I'd heard Desperado many times, you know, just as many times as Hotel California, most likely. Um, but again, in 2017, when my dad passed and I heard those lyrics and I tried to learn the song on piano, I got it. Um, and uh, for me, it is um, a, a great song for something blue for me. Um, and if I was an actor and they wanted me to feel sad, um, all I would have to do is think about that song. Um, so I got that in my pocket directors. Um, if you want to give me a call or hit me up, <laughs> um, this was super fun. Uh, appreciate, um, the opportunity to, to give my something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. Um, very cool idea, Matt, um, would be happy to come back. I have five answers for each of these as well. We did it, everybody. Long awaited, but well worth it. Thank you so much, JR, for doing the podcast. I'm sorry it took so long to get your episode out, uh, but it was a it was a good one, man. I'm so glad that we're friends. I'm so glad that you are staying creative and doing all the cool things that you're doing with your podcasts, your music, and then taking a little bit of time to send in your song picks for Take These Songs. Uh, everybody, please check out all of JR's stuff. Again, the podcasts are called Half a Cinch, C-E-N-C-H, and then also A Star is Lorn, L-O-R-N-E. Uh, both fantastic and very funny uh, podcasts uh, with Mike Jeffers and J.R. McIntyre. And then also check out J.R.'s musical uh, personas, his bands, his projects, all available on bandcamp.com. The brand new second album from Daughter Man uh, called Part Dude, and that's uh, kind of an amalgamation of do uh, for French, D-E-U-X, and then dude. Uh, just I would look for Daughter Man more than try to 
because I'm not even sure I can spell it. But it's it's clever. It's funny. It's just, again, not much sleep last night because of the midnight neighbor move-in. Uh, <laughs> and then also check out Arctic Char, which is the full-tilt rock band that uh, JR plays drums in, and they are super cool. A uh, bunch of good dudes in that band. And Arctic Char played with Beltalauda, my band, on our very first show, uh, and that was very, uh, very nice. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of good feelings in this episode, and having JR come and share his song picks with us, if you don't mind, if you're okay with leaving a positive review for a podcast that just abandons you for a month at a time, leave a review. It, that's another thing that, that helps the podcast grow. We can get these numbers up. The more people listening regularly, the higher my Midwest shame and obligation kicks in, and the more likely I am to keep this going at a regular uh, on-time date uh, of release. Um, you know, And also, it just makes me feel good when people leave reviews. If you're digging it, please check it out. Also, tell people about the podcast. Word of mouth is the most important thing, I think, for growing a podcast, uh, particularly when we don't have any money for ads. So so if you dig what we're doing here, you think this is a cool idea, like we think this is a cool idea, uh, then uh, spread the word. Share those links. uh, Tell your friends about it. Uh, That's been quite enough for me, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast all the way here to the end. If you made it all the way to this yet another chunk of rambling for me. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening. I will do my damnedest to have another episode for you next week. I feel like I feel like I've got a good run. Like I I got I think we're gonna be good for a while. We're gonna have some more episodes for you. Maybe I just call them seasons. Then it's A okay, right? We'll figure something out. But I will do everything in my power to have another episode for you next week. We've got some really cool ones in the can waiting to go and I want to share them with you. My small but faithful and dedicated listeners. I appreciate you. Don't think that I don't. Just because I say all this other nonsense about the small numbers and stuff, I do appreciate you so much for being here and for checking it out. And, uh, you know, you're on the ground floor. Maybe we can grow this thing together. That would be super cool. All right. Until next time, which hopefully and will probably be next week, this is Madalena Martin. This is Take These Songs. Thank you, everybody. Please take care. Stay safe. And hopefully you'll find some songs to have and to hold.